Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kyle Tolzman, and you're listening to the Against All Average Podcast, the show where business owners and entrepreneurs come to learn the skills and mindset to lead exceptional lives. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Jake. I wish I knew how to flip lawnmowers like Kyle so I could be filthy freaking rich. Spurly. What, 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 what up, Jake? You know, it's funny because I've been asking you to teach me how to flip lawnmowers for a while. You seamlessly or you seemingly never do. So it kind of makes me question if you actually know how to flip them, Kyle. Hey, you know, uh, it's sort of like a magician, right? I, I hold my cards tight to the, sh- the chest. I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan had David Blaine on the other day. And David Blaine, big time comedian, but he was always, Joe keeps asking him all these questions. And he's just like, Joe, you know, I can't tell you that. You know, I can't tell you that. Like we, we don't tell each we don't, we don't talk about that. Like I can't show you that stuff. So that, that's why I don't show you. Like I, I'm a high level lawnmower flipper and you just can't get, you just can't get into this biz. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right. Keep telling yourself that. Oh my goodness. Hey, hey Jake, your last day job, you're working for an office solutions company. Can you tell the listeners what your biggest positive takeaway was from that job? Oh gosh. Um, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a great question. Something that uh, while I was in it, I thoroughly did not enjoy it. Now that I look back, it was uh, probably one of the best things that happened to me uh, for my career in, a, I mean, in years. It really taught me the, um, I guess, value of how to sell very efficiently and effectively. Um, that's really where I gained all my sales experience was, and I didn't really even sell a lot. I was kind of on the back end sales process, but just listening and being in an environment to hear everybody else sell was um, a big, big um, value add for me uh, professionally. And I think the other thing that I really had the advantage of doing is I worked really closely with um, the CEO and upper level management. So I really got an inside look of what worked well and what didn't work well at all. And I think the biggest takeaway that I would love the listeners to really truly grasp here is it's not about the situation you're in um, or what you're learning. It's about the situation or kind of the location, the situation that you're put in, in comparison to what's surrounding you, right? Like I wasn't in a really high profile position, but I was in a spot where I could listen to others, you know? So it's not always about the task you're doing. It's about what's surrounding you that, which is where I find the most value at. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think we've both have had situations where like you're in a certain job and you're just like, Oh my gosh, this sucks. Like, I don't want to be here. Like I need to get out. I need to do something else. And it's, it's important that you evaluate what you actually do have and what the positives actually are. Sometimes the job sucks, but the people that you're around and the people that can help you move the needle a little bit are right around you and you don't even realize it. So when you're having that bad day at work, maybe it's a Monday and you're just not feeling it. Look around. Hopefully, if the people around you suck, that's when the time to leave is. Sometimes the company, the job, eh, it's not that bad. But like, if you have people around you that are bringing you down and not up, and coworkers that are not striving to be their best, what a depressing situation, right, Jake? Oh, it was. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, just, just like you said it. The job wasn't the best, but the people that were that I was surrounded with, some of them weren't very nice, but they were extremely great at what they did. So you just sit there and listen, right? It's just like it's just like being a sponge. Sit there and absorb it all in, because at some point you will be able to leave. It's really gets that bad. There you go. That's where Jake learned how to sell 
Solutions, and he's doing it again. He started Fame Pro Services and FairInEvent.com for all of your event and fair solutions. Do you need a new website, custom graphics, social media management, or some printing services? Jake and the team at Fame will hook it up. Also, are you a fair? Are you a big time event and you're figuring out your solutions for ticketing and how people buy different things and just overall solutions to make your fair or event the most profitable you've ever had? You cannot not call Fame Pro Services and FairInEvent.com. Just type it in, FairInEvent.com. I'm pretty sure there's a contact on there. Jake will get back to you. One of his team members will get back to you and you'll be blown away with the solutions that they offer. Fame Pro Services and FairInEvent.com. The one and only sponsor of the Against All Average Podcast. Yeah. Part two, against all average mindset. When you're going away from average, you need a framework and we're creating it here for you. Part one went over three different ways in which you can be start to become against all average. It's not easy. It's so easy to get back into the rhythm of being average. It's so easy to go back to the day-to-day, the sleeping in, the no working out, the eating like shit. You know what's going on when you're being average. We've all been there and we all go through ups and downs, but we keep the framework with us so we know where we need to go. We all slip up. We all have ups, we all have downs, and that's completely fine. But now you will have a backbone for all the different things that you need to focus on instead of focusing on, hey, I'm going to hit that snooze button three more times. Hey, I'm going to have 16 eggs for breakfast. Holy cow, you need to get back on that against all average grind and start remembering that the world works for you. Jake, let's start it out. The world works for us, not against us when we're being against all average. Yeah, that is um, one that you can preach it, but until you really convince yourself and really change your mindset, that one just isn't going to come naturally, right? You actually really got to work for this one. That's working or seeing that the world is working for you, right? Situationally, we always like to say, ah, crap, this sucks. It's like, sure, the situation might suck, but what is that situation doing for you that you can't see that it's going to impact you positively in the long run? Or maybe it's getting you out of a situation you didn't know you needed to be out of to see a new opportunity later on. Uh, you know, maybe it's a breakup. Uh, you're super down. You're super depressed about it. Crap. You know, we just, I just broke up with my, my wife, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that breakup led you a new, to a new opportunity. Uh, it's all about perspective. It's all about mindset. And once you really start believing that every aspect of life and, you know, everything in this world is truly working for you, um, I think not only do you gain a lot of confidence and um, a more relaxed, confident mindset, but you stop really labeling things as bad or, you know, this wasn't great. You just start labeling of labeling them as this happened. I don't know why it happened, but it happened for a reason, and I'm excited to see what the outcome is in the long run from this from this event. 
Yeah, it's so important for, for a while there. And still, I'm in this mess with one of my companies where we need to run some events and Jake's in the event space as well. And we share in our, our bitterness for this damned coronas, coronas viruses. Uh, <laughs> man, we, we, we want this thing to be over uh, ASAP, but uh, I've had to get extremely creative. The way that I talk to people, the way that I email people, I've had to get smarter in the ways that I'm explaining different things, even though like I know how to run an event safely and keep six feet of distance and I just make it happen. And it might have a couple glitches here and there. People that are renting your facilities and they're really worried about making sure that they're not shut down or they're not sued, they don't understand that. So having this mindset that the world's working for me, like the world's making my world difficult right now to enhance my skills, to enhance my ability to prepare, organize, and communicate efficiently and effectively in order to get what I want. Okay, and what I want is to run events and have sports opportunities for kids that don't have much positive going in their lives right now. And I'll do just about anything to get those opportunities for those kids. And so it has not been easy. So the, the world working, if I thought that the world was working against me, I'd just be like, okay, well, the, the first four venues that I reached out to said no absolutely no. They would not let me explain what I was doing. They, they, they wanted nothing to do with it. And so I could have shut down right there. And I said, nope, this is just not going to run this year. Yeah, I'm on my fifth different venue in seven days. And I finally got my first yes in a modified way. And I know that if I can get a yes, and if, if I can move, and I say this way too much, if I can move the needle forward, if I can just get a little bit of traction, if I can just get going in first gear so that I can shift into second and third, I'm on my way. But I have to believe when I'm getting shot down the first, second, third time that the world's still working for me. I have to believe that down deep. It sucks. It doesn't feel good. I don't feel excited when I get no's coming across the, the, the email or the phone. But I know it. I understand it. I fully believe that there is a pathway. We just need to find the way to get to that path. And sometimes it's going to take some mindset. Sometimes it's going to take an elevated mind. And sometimes it's going to take a bigger freaking machete. Sometimes you're just going to need to tear your own path and figure out what you were lacking in your first idea so that you could blow it up in the second opportunity. So again, the world's always working for us. We just have have to think of the ways in which we can adapt and, and massage and, and re-guide and reevaluate the situation so that it can, can work for us in the end game, whatever that may be. And Jake, business, life, they're both long. Like, I'm not trying to make these just little decisions and be mean on email and all this. Like, I know the world's going to work for me. It just may take a little bit of time or I may have to look at the problem a little bit differently. I kind of want to stop you here because I really want to slow down on the point you made of moving the needle. What am I talking Everybody too fast? Is, am, I, am I talking too fast? Am I talking too fast? Am I going too fast? So fast because you have so much gold to drop, Kyle. And we just got to pump the brakes a little bit okay. and, 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 and not, not take the little gold nugget and turn that little gold nugget into a big gold nugget. We need to focus back on moving the needle. 
Us as humans are completely impatient. We want to move the needle from zero to 100 in about three minutes. And I'm sorry, that's a mindset flaw by probably a lot of, a vast majority of humans um, want to move the needle way too quickly, right? We are impatient, we want things now. And when you're in that situation of trying to really understand that the world is working for you, you have to be content and happy with moving that needle one degree, two degrees. Absolutely, absolutely. Because that needle is still going in the right direction. It might not be going as fast as you want it to, but what you want is irrelevant to the situation in this world, right? As long as it's ticking slowly but surely in the direction you want, that's all you can really ask for. Yeah, so so important. And just in always having in the back of your mind that the world's going to work for me, it may take some time and it may look completely different than I imagined it. And, that and that's is, okay. That is okay that it looks different. It feels different. It sounds different. It smells different. Like we always have like some people are such visionaries and they're so goal oriented that when they waver or their vision is, is not what it should be, could be, et cetera, they're like, oh, I'm failing. I remember Jake was, I was texting back and forth with Jake the other day and I was talking a little bit about kind of starting the new school year and how I felt about it. And on one, one side, I'm really excited. On the other side, I was like, well, like I really haven't, I really haven't made it to the amount where I can just stop teaching and I can just work on businesses and this and that. And Jake had a good point. It's just like, well, think about all the lives you get to still impact each and every day. And I think we get caught up in sometimes your life is playing out in the way in which you, you, it should play out but not necessarily the way that it looked in your rose colored glasses. And so I think that's a, that's a big one for, for listeners out there that have these huge lofty goals, whatever that may be a second vacation house, making over 50, $60,000 a year, um, getting five pairs of Jordans. I don't know. I don't know what your goals are, but uh, I think that too many people uh, think that it, it should look a certain way and they have it dialed down in all this detail and that's good, but great entrepreneurs, successful people know how to adapt and be flexible. And the ones that are winning right now are definitely flexible during COVID and coronavirus stuff. That's still happening after six effing months driving me insane, Jake. And I think the other <sighs> thing to touch, I didn't, Chill out, Kai. You're gonna have to take your blood pressure medicine here pretty quick. I'm fired up. I'm. I may need to put the cuff on just to test out the blood pressure. Jesus, get out of here, dude. I think the other thing that we really need to hone on here is um, your goals being lofty. You should have lofty goals, but I think when you have lofty big goals, they can't be specific. They have to be broad because your goal is so big that if you make it so tiny and specific on the micro level, you're going to spend so much time trying to be perfect. You're going to miss all the effort, all, all the other opportunities surrounding your big lofty goal. So, and, and Jake, check it. There's a hundred ways to get to the same goal, right? Exactly. And that's the big thing that we want to focus on here, right? There's a hundred different ways, as Kyle said, to get to that same goal. Being so specific on how you're going to get there is really irrelevant. It's going to waste your time and it's really going to catch you up. And you're probably not going to get to your goal at all, or maybe as fast as you want to. Keep your goals broad. 
Um, understand the world's working for you. With that, Kyle, we we, we got to get these listeners in and out of the show. I think we got to get on to number two, don't you think? Absolutely. You got to give without expectation. And I don't mean like giving monetarily. Like if you truly and wholeheartedly give without expectation or wanting recognition, you'll be amazed at the fulfillment and success that comes back to you both emotionally and monetarily. So I think simple things like what are what's a simple thing that I could do and I'm going to make this as tangible as F the neighbor was raking up their leaves I saw that their recycling bin was full with leaves they had no more room and I wheeled mine over there and set it down I didn't ask if they needed my my extra yard debris room I mean it sounds freaking silly I just went over there and gave it like last year when there's tons of leaves coming down, I took my kids outside and we just started raking lawns. I didn't know how many I was going to do. I just started raking lawns. One turned into two, two turned into three. And I led by example for my kids to be giving back and giving without expectation. I didn't expect that the 70 year old, 80 year old couple across the street was going to come back over to my house and uh, rake my leaves or mow my lawn or give me a check or something. I didn't want that. I just wanted to make sure that I continue to give without expectation because the more I give, it all comes back. It either comes back my uh, emotionally, financially, being fulfilled, having a great community. Giving with, without expectation will absolutely change your life and things will start coming in. Like people ask me, why didn't you charge for that? Or why are you doing this? Or why do you give up your time like that? Because it all comes back. When I was coaching lacrosse and I was volunteering at different clinics and camps and that type of thing, it all came back. It was just like I was getting paid. So if you really believe that whatever you give is just this little nugget that it's just growing as it comes back, then you, you really understand this against all average concept of giving without expectation. And it doesn't just come back in small increments. What's funny about giving is it actually comes back tenfold, 20-fold, 30-fold uh, in how it makes you emotionally feel and actual tangible cash or money coming into the bank. And the other thing is uh, that we can actually cite from a previous episode that uh, Anne Marie Smith dropped. Um, She said, hey, look, you know, when you're feeling at your lowest, the easiest thing you can do to bring yourself up is to start giving, right? And her her, um, idea was every single time she goes through a drive-thru, Starbucks, you know, coffee shop, McDonald's, whatever it may be, she always purchases the meal from the person behind her or the whole line behind her. If you think of just the individual behind you, five bucks, six bucks, who cares, right? It's a couple dollars. You just made that person's day. It felt great to do that action. What, I mean, that's, you're not gonna get something out of that besides the fulfillment of knowing that you did something good, right? And I think we get too caught up in like this um, task for task thing of, oh, if I did this, I expect that, which is a flawed mindset, right? We have to, you know, alter our expectations and expect nothing because when we expect nothing and something comes, it's a really big deal. I think giving without expectations is very, very important. Not only is it great to do, it makes you feel good too in the long run. Yeah. And Anne-Marie had a good one about, you know, going through the Starbucks and and paying for the person behind them. That one's awesome. I did that at a brewery in Bend. I went and paid up for, paid my beers. I counted the people behind me and uh, I dropped some extra cash. I said, Hey, put this one, put this towards their tab. And then I just went off. 
I never talked to them. I never saw them again. I, you know, I don't know if they knew it was from me or, or from someone else. I, I didn't care, but I wanted to continue to spread. I don't know, like just spreading a smile, spreading a cheer. Like you can give a smile. Smiles are right? contagious. Smiles are contagious. Like you don't have to have time or money to freaking smile at somebody or make eye contact or say hello, something like that. Like that's giving without expectation. And I'll tell you the one that's the, my favorite one was a couple years back. I had somebody that was applying for a, uh, a job at McDonald's and they didn't have a food handler's card and they couldn't even afford the $10 food handler's card to get started. I said, oh, no problem. I'll buy that. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll cover it. Just send me, the, send me the link wherever I need to put in my credit card. And, uh, and I bought that. Th- that one's awesome. That one's so fulfilling because I'm like, hey, I just like helped somebody be employed. Another one is like giving advice for somebody to go into an interview. I love doing that. Or somebody uh, needs a little bit of help on their resume. I'm not as good at that. Like I'm great at the interviewing types of uh, tactics, strategies, that type of stuff. Uh, but those are, those are always going to fill my emotional cup and be like, Hey, like this is worth living. Like it doesn't matter if there's millions of dollars in my bank account. If I'm personally down in the dumps, you have to analyze what, what is life about? What is it being a part of a community about? And you have to lead in a way because as leaders, if we give, then everybody else starts giving. And so the against all average mindset is for freaking leaders. If you're against all average, you are leading whatever it is. It's your, you're leading your family or you're leading your work crew or you're part of a community where you're working on something absolutely amazing. So give more and let's not get into this focus of I've got to spend all this money and I've got to give money away. But do realize if you do give money away, it's going to come back 10, 20 times, 20 fold if you're doing it for the right reason and you're really not trying to get that recognition. So that's number Overall, that's probably number five of our framework of how to become against all average. The last one that we're talking about today in part two is failing forward. And there is nobody better to talk about failing forward than Jake and myself. So I'm going to let that young gun talk your ear off about all his failures. Not all of them. We don't have, we don't have 24 hours on this, uh, this, this call here, but failing forward and, uh, being okay with making those mistakes, failing forward and adapting and changing what they did to be great. Yeah, so absolutely failing forward. It's one of my favorite things, you know, learn from your mistakes and continue to push forward. Uh, those who fail forward the quickest reach the highest tiers of success. Boom. Um, it's a pretty big thing in my company of I celebrate failing. If you fail, I will celebrate that. Um, and it's really something that a lot of people think is very weird, but If you really think about it, when somebody fails, not only did they learn something, the whole company learned something. We got a failure out of the way. We don't have to, we don't have to make that specific failure again. Um, We learned that that didn't work. Now we can make our process better because of that, which overall makes the company better. Um, I think it's, I absolutely love it. We, we just epically screwed something up today at work. I mean, epically screwed it up and I was like wow nicely done team and it was like to a group of four of them like nicely done you guys really joe that one up and um <laughs> you know we put our minds together and 
we found a different solution and we tried it or they're actually currently building it right now um, to see if it works. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, well, back to the drawing board, boys. Like, let's go figure it out again. Um, there's been plenty of time. Shoot, when fairinvent.com just launched, oh my gosh, the thing was ugly as sin. Um, and a lot of stuff broke. A lot of things didn't work. And we failed hard. We went to our first conference and we looked like, you know, a kid in the, you know, singing the national anthem with his pants down. I mean, we got caught off guard and we failed super hard. And was it embarrassing? Absolutely. Was it hard for me to swallow? Also, yes. But we failed forward. We learned from that. We said, all right, that one's out of the way. Let's find the next one. And we went forward. Um, there's been so many, you know, small businesses that I've started that just in little ways have failed. And I can, I probably have seven or seven to 10 failures behind me now to where now I'm finally to a successful idea, right? People, people want to just be successful right out of the gate. And I'm not saying I'm successful by any means. I'm very far from it. Um, but having all those failures behind me, you learn so much. And a lot of people want to label failure as, oh crap, I failed. Like I can't keep going. It's like the hardest things in life to attain are those ones that you have to fail, right? Somebody else would have attained them if they were easy. The hard, you know, getting to an uncharted territory takes a lot of mental work. It takes a lot of failing. It takes a lot of confidence and um, drive to just keep going when you fail. It's like the more times you fail, the closer you are to success. And I think that goes in life, in business, relationships, whatever it is, the more times you can screw up, the more you learn and the better off you can be going forward. You can't sit and dwell on a failure. It doesn't do you any lack of good. And the, the thing here about failing forward is like, you can have the best mentor in the world. You could have the best business partner. You could have the best employees. You're still going to run into things that nobody has ever ran into. Like think of all the different things that have come up with COVID. Think of how many businesses there are in the world. How many supply chains have been completely redesigned because of COVID. Like just, just restaurants moving chairs and fitness centers, moving equipment and temperature checks and lists and check-ins and check out. And you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. And you're having to figure it out and adapt. Shit. Yeah. You're going to fail. You're going to fail the first few times you figure out how to reopen your business, or you're going to fail meeting some requirements because you just didn't you've never ran into it. You don't even know it. So you got to be able to fail, look at it, adapt, swallow it and move. You got to pivot and move. Like you can't just get shot at and just stay in your same spot, right? You got to shoot and move, shoot and move, shoot and move, right? We've seen enough war movies to understand we got to shoot and move, right? So that's the same thing with failing forward is you've got to accept that failure, swallow it, learn from it and go on to your next problem, which you might succeed at or fail at. Both are irrelevant, but you're sure as hell better be learning when you do it. Absolutely. Can't just stop. When you get kicked down, you got to smile and say, all right, one more out of the way. Let's keep going. Cowabunga. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. When you get shot in the shoulder, you better run. You better <laughs> run and keep on shooting and running. You better go. All right. That's, I think <laughs> go ahead. 
And I think that's so much, you know, to the against average podcast or to the against average mindset, excuse me, is failing forward as a mindset. Giving without expectation is a mindset. Believing that the world is working for you is an absolute mindset. But I think the big thing here is if you can't learn to fail forward and learn from failure and love failure, it's hard to really implement a lot of the other uh, key takeaways of having an against all average mindset. Absolutely, Jake. Thank you for thank you so much for summarizing that bad mamma jamma. And on Friday, you're going to hear part three. We're going to wrap it up with the final four against all average mindset, uh, the backbone, so to speak, the skeleton of the ways that we operate here on the against all average podcast. Um, so you're not going to want to miss that. Thank you so much for listening to all of these crazy episodes. This is episode 35 of a journey that Jake and I have been on and it's been freaking incredible. So in order to grow the podcast, we need your help. Yeah, that's you sitting on the couch right now with a tall glass of water and thinking about eating two bananas and maybe half of an orange, you healthy son of a gun, you. On your favorite platform, leave us a review. If you liked the episode, rate it a freaking five because this is unbelievable. You can find us at Against All Average on all your favorite social media platforms and at www.againstallaverage.com. Another big shout out to fairandevent.com and Fame Pro Services. And with that, we thank you for listening to the Against All Average podcast. We'll see you next time.